Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alani here with Jamie. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, been a couple weeks since we've recorded together, so I'm excited that we get to jump back in. I know. When we do it kind of in spurts where we'll like record, we'll get really caught up, and then we'll have Mm -hmm. catch-up days or business days and kind of like okay back in the saddle (laughs) yeah yeah well and I feel like if we go more than like we go over a month like four to six weeks and then we try to record again like I could just tell it's like what do we do what are words how do we how do we speak into a microphone (laughs) I know it is it's funny but yeah glad to be back and I'm excited about our topic this is good we're going to be talking about gratitude which is always just so important and timely Yeah. And basically, like, I think we all know why it's important to give thanks. This is going to be hopefully just more practical, right? Like just tips and almost like gratitude hacks, like ways that you can incorporate more gratitude into your prayers and into your daily life. Yeah. Well, shall we start with our prayer and verse of the day and all of that good stuff? Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to focus on gratitude. There's just, it's never never too much to to just stop and and talk about and focus on gratitude Um, we have so much to be thankful for we just pray this time would be glorifying to you and encouraging to our listeners and to alana and me and that we would just come away with a spirit of gratitude that we could carry with us away from this time in jesus name amen amen Our verse of the day is 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I wonder how many times we've used that as our verse of the day. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it's so, I mean, it applies to so many things. So I think it's just one of those kind of go-to verses. Well, and kind of like today's topic, like sometimes we like to dive really deep into the theology and the nuances. And sometimes it's nice to just look at it really, really practically. Like this verse is so practical. Give thanks about everything. Like there's no flowery language behind it. There's no deep and here's why and here's the you know here's the uh reasons behind the command it's just give thanks keep on praying be joyful yeah, <laughs> so be joyful very... people like i think that's mm-hmm. kind of and the praying continually i think is the key to being joyful and being able to give thanks because when you're in tune with god and you're doing that back and forth it's just like okay yeah yeah 
And even when you don't feel the joy, the obedient step of just giving thanks in all circumstances, even when it stinks, even mm -hmm. when you really don't want to, like mm -hmm. even that obedience can kind of, I feel like it's um, like your joy gears are sort of locked. But when you yeah. start like doing that giving thanks, it's like it kind of like starts slowly moving and like kind of oils the gears and gets mm -hmm. them turning until they kind of can go on their own. Like that step of obedience sometimes is what can get you out of the rut of feeling not joyful and not. Yeah, thankful. I think so too. And I think it's a real challenge. Like if you were to ask non-Christians, if you were to, if you were to take a hundred people who didn't regularly go to church, didn't believe in God or Jesus or the Bible, and you were to ask them to come up with five adjectives to describe Christians today, I don't think joyful is going to make it on that list. I don't think that yeah. thankful is going to make it on that list. And I think, you know, so it's one thing to like wag our finger at the church in general, but I think it's also a good, like, what if somebody was to ask you, Hey, what words would you use to describe Jamie? Right. Is she, is she joyful? Is she thankful? And I don't say that to make us all feel bad, but just if our lives aren't characterized by joy, why would people want to come into the kingdom? You know, yeah, I had a pastor that asked his kids this, like as a kind of just who in the church would you say, who in our church do you look around? Would you say shows the most joy? And it is just kind of crazy. And to ask a kid that too, that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. But it was, I think the pastor was just not asking like to put any he you know, he was talking about it in a staff meeting, just mm -hmm. as that kind of thing, though. It's like, yeah. well, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, I kind of, yeah, just kind of that idea of like a challenge, like just kind of a, mm -hmm. what's the point if we're not joyful, if we're not yeah. loving, if right. we're not right. living the abundant life as yeah. God calls us to. Yeah. I heard a story of a missionary who appeared in some tribal region and he's like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian missionary. And the people there were like, oh, we know missionaries. You're the ones who don't drink and only have one wife. And that's truly like, that was their only thought about what it meant to be a Christian. Wow. And yes, I mean, those are, those are good things, but shouldn't they be like so far <laughs> after, you know, if somebody was to come, what is a Christian? Oh, they're the people who vote for this party and always complain about this and that. Like, that's what a lot of people would say, yeah. as opposed to these are the people who show the love of God to people in the world. And anyway, again, we're not, we're not trying to be heavy handed. We really want to give everybody today, just lots of simple ways to incorporate more joy and more gratitude into your prayers. Uh, but first, let's start with our just for fun. So what's something really silly that makes you like overwhelmingly happy or joyful or thankful? Okay, so I laughed out loud when I read this because the my thought immediately came to mind of what it was. So we remodeled our bathroom and it was years and years of, mm -hmm. I mean, it's been years and yeah. it's finally done. Um, and there's this little light in there though. And it, we put it, my husband put it in relatively early on in our, uh, work. So even when the floors weren't in, even when everything wasn't finished, there was this little, it's a motion sensor light and it's like a little, um, like 
I don't know, like the little ones that kind of hang down like a bell and the lights mm -hmm. are inside and it looks almost like mm -hmm. a like a mason jar or something. It just looks farmhousey kind of. Uh -huh. When you walk in the bathroom, it's a very soft light, but it just gently comes on. It sort of like uh -huh. fades on and it's like a welcoming light. Like, uh -huh. I don't know. And so I just remember the first time after he installed it, the first time I walked into the bathroom and it was, I think it was in the middle of the night and I had to use the bathroom and I didn't flip the light on, but I walked in and this light slowly comes on and welcomes me in. And I said, well, hello. <laughs> and I just, I just had this joyful feeling. Something about that light makes me really uh -huh. happy. So I, love you know, I won't say it's overwhelmingly joyful or thankful, but I love that little light. It's like the small things. Yeah. yeah. And, and how long have you had it? several years now okay and do you still kind of get that like when it kind of dims on for you yeah yeah and i, I like sometimes that. i intentionally don't turn the regular lights on just uh -huh. so it will do that when i walk uh -huh. in because it just i don't know it makes me feel like i'm being welcomed into the bath that's so sweet <laughs> i love like that a little personality uh-huh uh -huh. all right that's taking it too far how about you <laughs> Well, I'm I'm sure I've told you this story, so it's probably made its way on the podcast. But um, for me, there was a specific time. So we had been in the process of moving. We had already packed up the kitchen. So for like a full week, we had been living off of like canned stuff you could heat in the microwave and eat on disposable yes. plates and stuff. Oh, I remember and this. yeah, and it was like it was a super stressful move. It was kind of after a, a church fallout and we had to move kind of quickly and didn't have much warning about it and blah 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 so it was a stressful time in addition to just being logistically hard yeah and we were living at the time we lived like almost an hour away from anything and so I mean we still lived so we're, we were even more remote than we are now and my husband came home and he's like you know what let's, let's just go out to dinner. And so we drove like an hour to get Mexican food. And I got this fajita plate, which isn't even like my favorite or my typical go-to, but it was the first like a homemade meal, the first hot meal I had had in at least a week. And I got teary, like it choked me up because I was just like, it has been such a stressful week. I did nothing but like packing and just to be able to sit and have something that somebody else just placed in front of me mm -hmm. that tasted good, <laughs> it it truly made me like tear up. It's the only time food has ever done that for me. That's really cool. And I think it's it, the times like those when you just realize how many meals go by that you aren't grateful, you know? For sure. It's like when those things happen, it's like how many times have I just taken this thing for granted and yeah. yeah I went through a season where I read tons of historical fiction about the siege of St. Petersburg during World War II where I mean there were so many people just dying of starvation and cold because they were completely cut off from any supplies for like over a year and so sometimes when I'm like oh there's half a serving of whatever left do I want to do I want to dirty a Tupperware to put it in there? Or do I want to just like dump it in the trash or something? I think about that. Like, you know, yeah. when I, when I squander food or when I'm scraping off my kids' plates because I haven't finished everything, I'm thinking about like, how thankful would I be for this? If this was the first meal I had had after being in a, you know, in a 
situation where we were truly starving, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think the answer is to like beat yourself up every time you waste food. I think the answer is to just be grateful. Yeah. For every single meal, because it is, it's all a gift from God, whether that meal was totally expected and you've never missed a meal in the day, you know, a day in your life, or, you know, if meals are hard to come by in your part of the world or in your certain situation, you know, to have that same level of gratitude and not take it for granted is so important. Yeah. So let's talk about real quick before we dive into just some of these gratitude hacks, um, just to talk about the importance of giving thanks. You know, I think we all kind of could answer this, but I think it's sometimes important to remind ourselves anyway. So what, what first comes to mind if, you know, let's say your kids are like, mom, why are you always hyping about being thankful? What's the big deal? Um, for me, the, the one verse is don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, which I've always found is interesting that that's tucked in there, Mm -hmm. present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that is like, for me, Thanksgiving is transformative and you know, in that verse, it's almost like a key to a lock, you know, and, you know, don't be anxious, which we can't just say, we're not going to be anxious. He's like, don't be anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition. So cast that, cast those cares on God with Thanksgiving. It's like this secret sauce or like this, you know, catalyst to a reaction, you know, and, and it helps that combination of taking our cares to God and giving thanks is like this transformative thing. So for me, that's, that's pretty huge. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a good way to, in addition to kind of combating anxiety and that kind of thing, just to not be taking things for granted. I think that's a big one. Um, Yeah. Just training yourself again. I think gratitude and joy really do go very closely hand in hand. Like when you're able to be thankful for the really simple things and it does make you so much more joyful. Like I know I've talked to you about our, our Malamute Gimli, like he, he makes a religion about staring out the window and just being insanely happy, (laughs) big old smile. Like he loves windows. Like if he comes into the bedroom and our curtains are drawn, the very first thing he does is he takes his big old head and like pulls the curtain aside and then just like sits and looks out the window. And I think that like, we're so busy, we're so stressed that pausing to just appreciate the same stinking view that you see every single day, right? It's not like our view changes, but he loves it so much. I think that that's such a a good reminder and how gratitude and joy go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, just yesterday, so when you talked about this being kind of our theme for today, and I know it's going to be sort of a Thanksgiving theme, but yesterday, um, I just was having just like, have you ever just gotten out on the, gotten up Mm -hmm. on the wrong side of the bed and you just can't get out of that rut of, I was just kind of nasty with the family, Mm -hmm. just kind of fuming around. Like I pictured myself as a cartoon with the like, you know the clouds the cloud coming up out of you know huff huff Uh whatever um but I and I got in the car and I felt bad because I dropped my daughter off and it was and and 
I hate leaving the kids off on a bad note, but we mm -hmm. were both just kind of like, you know, not, not super yeah. happy. Uh, my son was in the car though. And I just stopped and I, and he's like my little conscience. Like there have been, he is like, he's very sweet, very, you know, never like condescending or anything, but mm -hmm. he'll just pipe up with little things once in a while. Like, um, you know, like, should you really be talking about that? Or, you know, Aww. should you say that? Do, shouldn't we maybe not talk that way? Or should we maybe wow. not be upset about that? And it's uh -huh. it, like, in real time, sometimes it's really annoying. <laughs> annoying. <laughs> but oh, my goodness, I never I've never got I've never yelled at him for it or gotten upset, even mm -hmm. if inside I'm like, eh, because right. I love that. I love that about him. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I he didn't even have to say anything this time he uh -huh. was in the car. and I was like you know what we need a reset uh, and yeah. I'm sorry so I confessed said a little prayer sorry God uh, please let us reset here and I said let's just do and I was listening to a secular radio station mm -hmm. and the guy was like uh, giving thanks or gratitude has been shown you know scientifically uh -huh. proven to improve your quality of life and longevity and everything and uh -huh. I'm like isn't this lame that i need this guy on the secular radio station to <laughs> remind me of what i know to be true from scripture right right but we took those five i said let's name five things we're thankful for mm -hmm. and it was so like i mean just transformative that's the word yeah. that I'm gonna use again it was it transformed my heart my attitude and I did not want, like, I, I didn't really want to get out of my little angry rut because it mm -hmm. feels good sometimes to see. Yeah, you feel like you kind of deserve the right to be angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, thank God we have truth because it, you know, and so just walking through in that obedience was sort of what I needed to get those, like, you know, yeah. the, the gratitude gears turning on their own. So it was great. Yeah. It's a great reset. And I think also it trains your, your brain to be looking out for good things. Yes, and so, you know, I love, I love that. that you brought up, there are secular studies that prove that gratitude has so many benefits. And I think we've talked about this a lot. A lot of things that are prescribed in scripture, even if you're doing it for secular reasons, or you're an unbeliever doing it, there are still tremendous benefits. And I think that gratitude is something that it trains your mind to be on the lookout for things to be thankful for. Like we've started something with the kids and, you know, our teenagers think that it's really cheesy and like, why do we need to do this? But before dinner, it'll be, Hey, what was the best part of everybody's day? And the answer is usually, I don't know. It was kind of the same as any other day. Nothing new ever really happens, but then like we, we kind of force them. Okay. Well, at least think of something like it doesn't have to be the most amazing thing in the world, but what is something good today? And they started by being just kind of resistant and kind of like mom is so cheesy, but I've noticed like, if you know that you're going to be asked that every day, and if you know that you can't come up with something like, I don't know, or it was just you're a normal day off the hook. Yeah, then it does. Okay, so and and sometimes it's really small things. It'll be so I don't know, I got to text with my friend, or, you know, just like really silly things that probably do happen every day. But it's training them to, to notice more. Yeah, I noticed that when when I did the blog post gratitude from A to Z, mm -hmm. um, just coming up with those different things those different things to be thankful for 
um, it really did train my brain to be looking for things. And it kind of stemmed from an experience of just walking the kids home from school one day and just being like, you know, God didn't have to make flowers pretty. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't have to mm -hmm. make colors. Like it's, yeah. those, these are enjoyable things for us. Wow. I'm thankful for that. And then you start looking around at all these things that you're just like, wow, God didn't have to do that, but he sure mm -hmm. did. And it really yeah. just, um, it opens up this, it, I mean, it's like, it's like going from a black and white movie to mm -hmm. a color movie when you yeah. start to notice um, God isn't acting any differently. God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But like mm -hmm. when you begin to cultivate that spirit of gratitude, it changes everything. It changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you look at nature, there is kind of a whimsicalness to it. It's not just okay, I made these humans and I know they need oxygen. So let me find a way that they get their oxygen. Like there's beauty in it and there's creativity in it. And I think some Christians are so used to equating righteousness with being very austere and like, what's the least amount of joy that I can get away with, right. you know, because everything else is frivolous. But then you look at creation, kind of like what you said, wildflowers don't have to be wildflowers. God could have set up something so that they were entirely functional and nothing else, but he made them beautiful. And, you know, you look at certain animals, like you can't look at a platypus and not chuckle, right? Like God, sometimes I think just has, there's a playful quality to certain aspects of creation. And I think that that can sit side by side with the fact that God is completely all powerful and all sovereign and, and all good. But sometimes it's fun to just have something beautiful for the sake of being beautiful or silly for the sake of being silly. And yeah. just to spark joy, kind of like your light, right? Like, let's say you could have gotten just a normal light in your bathroom for 60% of what you paid for that one. Of course you could have, but then you add up all the joy that that one light has brought you. And I, I love, I'm, I'm going to be the first to say, that's a silly example. Like it's silly it how is. a silly light can make somebody happy, but it does. Like we have a little scarecrow. I'm not into home decorating, but we have this little scarecrow that sits on our door it, and it just has a little welcome sign. And it's like itty bitty. I got it probably before we had any kids. So it has survived at least a dozen moves. And it's really tattered now. Like the scarecrow's wearing overalls. One of the buttons is off. So it has a strap loose, like half of the hair, like the hay for hair is missing. But it makes me really, really happy. And so I put it up with every move because it brings simple joy. And I think some Christians feel like that's, it's frivolous. I mean, it is frivolous, but, and therefore, since it's frivolous, it must be sinful, right? Like God's up there being like, oh, well, I see that she's attached to this $8 scarecrow and she just refuses to get rid of it. Uh, what a, you know, what a terrible believer she is. Whereas instead, like, think about our kids. We want them to be joyful in the gifts we give them, right? Like, think of how sad it would be. You've got little kids, you, you get them some Christmas presents, and then they just sit cross-legged with their hands folded. Thank you, mother. Thank you, father. 
and don't even like play with them or, you know, like they're afraid to enjoy them because they don't want you to think that they like the toys more than they like you. And I feel like that's how a lot of Christians treat just simple blessings from the Lord. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. So let's go into some of these gratitude hacks, way to infuse our daily lives and our prayers with more gratitude. You already mentioned the gratitude A to Z, but for people who haven't heard it, can you explain a little bit what that one is? Yeah, it's just, I think I got this from my mother-in-law who had told me that during times when she was kind of like had babies and was kind of going through some baby blues kinds of stuff, um, she made a habit of going through the alphabet. And I can't remember if her example was praising God for his attributes or if it was gratitude. I think it was gratitude though. And she would just go through the alphabet and, and go through, okay, what am I thankful for that starts with the letter A? Alana, I'm thankful for Alana. Uh. <laughs> uh, what about B? And you just go through these things. So the gratitude from A to Z is not just things that I was thankful for at the time, but it's the, the subtitle is things that God didn't have to do, but did anyway, basically, mm -hmm. or things that God yeah, didn't have kind of to like give what us, we were talking about. but did anyway. So kind of whimsical things like just, mm -hmm. you know, babies, God could have made us uh, like just reproduce by uh, pop out as an adult or pop something. out as an adult, but yeah. babies are cute, you know, and sure they there are. might be like survival uh -huh. uh, things attached to that by, you know, but, Baby. Right. But that was directed by the Lord. It was. And babies mm -hmm. are, you know, babies bring joy. So just things like that, that like, yeah. that you wouldn't normally think. And um, I don't know if that's, I think that's still up at prayingchristianwomen.com slash gratitude. Um, there used to be like a a thing on Podia, but I think now we have just the, the post or maybe it's a video mm -hmm. series. I don't know, but anyway, if it's, if it's not there, sorry, we're, <laughs> we've done some, some shuffling of some of our stuff. Yeah. But yeah. But you could Google it cause it is definitely one of our blog posts. So you could, mm -hmm. you could check mm -hmm. it out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I like the, at the end of the day, kind of like what we do with the kids, what was the best part of your day? Mm -hmm. I just think that's such a tremendous way to be a tiny bit introspective yes retrospective what went well today and even if it's just like picking one thing you know how long does that take what was the best part of your day yesterday jamie making cake pops with with my kids Fun. For, the, for a fundraiser that they had today it was also yeah. the worst part of my day but oh, no. i'm not gonna go into that <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> You know, the it's making like, it with my the cleanup. My kitchen uh, is like it looks like a candy bomb went off in my kitchen uh -huh, right now. But gross. other than that, making the making the cake pops was lovely. Sprinkles yeah. well, everywhere. This morning, the kids and I, well, before we jumped on to record, we were just looking at old photos of the dogs when they were littler. Oh, you know, and just being like they're that. so we've cute. Been, we have been doing that. And just, and, and like doing text threads with, with our kids, mm -hmm. the kid that has a phone, like we'll, we'll yeah. do little text threads and stuff of the dog, like old pictures that pop up. Uh -huh. That's been mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just keeping, um, keeping some kind of habit. So at the end of each day, you're reflecting on something good, right? So one thing I like to do, and this is great for when your mind's racing and it's hard to wind down. So like you're lying in bed your mind might be going and going and you're like, how am I ever going to be able to fall asleep? Cause my mind's racing. I like to, I like to do one of two things. The simple version is I just ask myself, okay, let me kind of 
visualize the day I just had and come up with five nice memories from the day. And there's no rules. It's not as though it can't be something that didn't happen every day, right? Like I hugged my husband or something like it doesn't have to be, um, you know, a brand new thing that's never happens to you before, but just what are five things through the day that were just kind of nice memories, right? Like, um, taking little, I almost picture it as like taking, you've seen inside out the Pixar inside out movie. Right. And do you remember how they like all her memories are these little like Orbs. spheres yeah, yeah they're little orbs mm-hmm. and it's almost like cataloging these orbs because otherwise you you forget a memory if you don't go back to that memory your brain's going to be like oh I guess this isn't an important memory don't even like, talk about being bong to me because I'll cry <laughs> <laughs> so um the yeah the the act of just reflecting on something even if it was really really simple like I remember our oldest was four or five months old he was sitting in his high chair waiting for me um but probably five or six months old because he had just started like baby cereal and so he was in his high chair he was watching me get his little puree ready and he was looking at me so intently and I remember like I forced myself to ingrain that in my memory just that like he he's, there was just this sense of like, it was so trusting. Of course, mommy's about to feed me and I have no other concern in the world. So I'm just going to sit and watch my mom get this ready for me. And he was a very, very fussy baby. And just that moment of calm Mm -hmm. like that. I, I know that my belly is about to be satiated and I know that that's going to come from mom. And I told myself like, remember this moment. You're probably going to have 500 other moments where your kid's in the high chair and you're making him food. But this is like, that's the only memory I have of preparing food for my son because I I told myself like, remember this. And so at the end of the day, almost like it's like a collection bag of the best ofs. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, what's the point of taking pictures of your kids when they're little and cute if you're not going to eventually like go back and look at them sometimes? It's that kind of thing. What's the point of having a great moment? I mean, not what's the point, but you can have a great moment or even just a nice moment and then never think about it again. Or you can have a nice moment and then have the gift of being reminded of it from time to time. Yeah, I love that being intentional about sitting in that moment and like remembering it and mm-hmm. also just just looking back like the whole idea of the Ebenezer stone of yeah. setting up the Ebenezer stone as a reminder of what God had done for them you know in the old testament and for us it can be looking and you had listed this as one of the ways to incorporate gratitude into your prayer life um but keeping a journal is Mm -hmm. such a good way to do that because if you're a kind of person that rereads your journal, like I haven't kept a journal faithfully in a while, probably in, yeah, in a long time. But I do go back when I do keep, you know, I do sporadic things and I'll go back Mm -hmm. and I will see things that I prayed for that I didn't remember praying for that God did for me. I'll -hmm. go back and I'll remember things that happened that I had totally forgotten. And mm-hmm. just by remembering those things, like you said, it's like in Inside Out, you you shelve that orb. It becomes it, mm-hmm. it gets shifted back to the the front of the line, so yeah. that it's more easily accessible. And mm-hmm. you 
are more likely to remember the thankful things. And yeah. likewise, unfortunately, if you dwell on the bad, your catalog of memories that you ruminate on ends up looking like, you know, garbage. It just, it looks yeah. awful. And that is what you believe your life is. Mm -hmm. And all the rest kind of trickle away. I think you train your brain to hold on to those bad things, the grudges, the mm -hmm. ways you've been mistreated, the things that you feel like God has withheld, like all mm -hmm. of those things that just, um, and that's so, so damaging. So, yeah. And, and, and if and that's you, what you go ahead. Well, and you could be living the same life and have exactly. a completely different catalog of memories that you've held on mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Exactly. No, that's, that's the point that I was going to bring to two people or basically like the same person. You could chronicle your life as a series of unfortunate events, or you could chronicle your life with all of the blessings, you know, and what you focus on is going to go. So my grandma, we talk about her kind of often. It's been a while, but my grandma, went through a lot of really hard things. She lost two daughters um, when they were young adults. So my mom died when I was three, a couple years before. It was like right after I was born, I had an aunt very violently murdered. Um, my grandma was married to somebody with a lot of like really hard mental issues and like was, was an unsafe person. Um, she grew up as a missionary kid in war-torn China. Like she had, if you were to look at that, she had a very hard, hard life, at least until she got kind of through her, um, you know, like the last couple decades, nothing massive that I knew of happened, but like just one traumatizing event after another, like losing two kids, one really violently, one super unexpectedly, um, all of this stuff when she was preparing to die. Cause she knew that, you know, we, we had ample warning, you know, that her heart was not going to last very long. And she was talking to me and this was not her rewriting her history. She's like, I have been so blessed in my life. <laughs> and I like, there was a, there was 10% of me that wanted to ask her like, but grandma, what about like, what about when you were growing up and bombs were dropping on your home? Or what about like when your daughter was viciously murdered? And if I remember it, I think my grandma might've been like the one to discover the crime scene. Like, what about these terrible, horrible things you went through? But in, what I know is like, it wasn't that she ignored those things. It was that she saw God's love and provision through those things. And she chose to focus on the blessings. And so after, you know, 80, 90 something years of a lot of hardships, she was able to say, God has blessed me so much. And there was such a sense of wonder. There was a sense of, I didn't deserve to be as taken care of as I was. And I think it it's such an example of, it's how you spin it, right? She could have said, man, and I can't wait for heaven. Like, I'm going to see my daughters again. I, I know there's not going to be any bombs dropping anywhere. I'm just, I've been ready for this day since I was a little kid. But instead, she's like, God did not have to bless me as much as he did. And I have been so blessed in this life. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. 
One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to faithful counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using faithful counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. For her to be able to see beyond the circumstance and see, you know, there's in this world, you will have trouble. We're not denied mm -hmm. that. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes as Christians with the whole prosperity gospel, mm -hmm. we have a tendency to maybe think, why me? You know, not, and I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong to have those moments of lament, those no, seasons of lament. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying pretend it didn't happen. Um, or put on a happy face, but to be able to, you know, look at whatever is in the picture, knowing this is a fallen world. God didn't do this to me. What God's going to do is he's going to rescue me out of this mm -hmm. mess. He's going to turn mm -hmm. this, you know, this manure pile of awful <laughs> mm -hmm. into a garden and he's going to, to sustain me through it and bless me in it. And it doesn't mean it's easy. And again, if you're listening and you're going through something very hard and you're like, oh, I must not be spiritual enough because I can't do gratitude from A to Z. Don't, <laughs> mm -hmm. don't hammer yourself with guilt. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just, I, I believe that these things are absolutely tools um, that will always help, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to pretend the pain isn't there through the hard things. Yeah, exactly. And it's not as though we need to strive really, really hard to be joyful and happy. Right. In my opinion, this is like, yes, I do believe that gratitude, the more you cultivate gratitude, it does cultivate joy. Mm -hmm. But that's different than like just gritting your teeth and saying, come on, joy. I don't got all day, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. We've talked about my plans before, like, I don't strain and be like, you must grow into something beautiful. It's no, you, you give them what they need to thrive and they're more likely to thrive. It's not, so there's not like a hustle and a grind to it, right? It's right. more like a garden where, yeah, there's some work involved and there, there are steps that you can do to cultivate gratitude, but it's not as though like once you plant the seed that you've got to like force growth there. Um, so like thinking of the A to Z, maybe you're doing this at night, like we talked about, or the five things that were good about your day. Maybe your mind gets distracted or you fall asleep after number two or number three, who cares, right? Like, and then the other thing, one of the reasons why I really wanted to kind of address this topic is to show some of these things require very little by way of time investment, oh, right? Yeah. Like, what if you just wrote three good things about your day 
in a little notebook before you went to bed. How long is that going to take? Right. Or the name of three people that you love, right? right? Like that takes zero time and just a little bit of effort until the habits formed. And then it's there. So like one of the things that I like to do, um, again, just to remind myself that gratitude doesn't have to be okay. In order to become a more thankful person, I need to like spend an hour a day focusing on things I'm thankful for. Right. Like, so sometimes I'll, I'll time it with my breaths. Like, okay, I'm going to slow down my breathing. I'm going to breathe in. And every time I breathe out, I think of one thing, like just the very first thing that pops into my head. What are you thankful for? It doesn't have to be profound. It can just be, oh, I'm thankful for, I don't know, this cute mug I've got sitting next to me. It's, it's cute. Um, and yeah, you do that five times. Again, it's, it's like training your brain to be spontaneous with gratitude, as opposed to, I need to create this big, long ritual. I need to write this big, long list. I need to have like the right music and the right mood candle. And I need to be sitting in my right spot in the house where I'm the most cozy. No, sometimes it can be as simple as I'm going to breathe in. And when I breathe out, like whatever my eye lands on, I'm going to thank God for that. Yeah. And I love your idea here you, in our notes, you have this gratitude triggers. I love mm -hmm. this. Can you talk about that? Some of the different ways yeah. that you can just let everyday things be triggers. Yeah. So like we've talked about prayer triggers before, right? So an example would be when you hear the siren, you pray for whatever the emergency vehicle's going to just, yeah, training your brain to turn to God towards things. And we can do that with gratitude. I think a lot of us grew up doing this by praying for your meal, right? Thank you, God, for this food we're about to eat. It doesn't mean the meal's poisoned if you don't. It doesn't mean you've you've committed some horrific sin of omission if you forget, but it's a very nice trigger. Thank you, God, for this food that you've given us. And so some of the other gratitude triggers I like, um, especially we're coming on toward Thanksgiving. The way our family does it is we buy our groceries in like two or three weeks worth at once because we live so remotely. So especially like Thanksgiving week, our fridge is so overstuffed, but we make a rule like, and we all abide by it. You are not allowed to complain about the fridge being like hard to close because that is one of the biggest blessings that a human being could experience on this planet today, right? Yes. So you open up the fridge and you give thanks for what's in there. Whether and And what's good about that is it's exactly like what Paul talks about. I've learned the secret of being content, whether living in plenty or whether living in want. The modern day example of that is you open up the fridge and whether like a, a 20 pound turkey is about to fall on you and give you a concussion or whether there's like <laughs> nothing but a bottle of mayonnaise in there. Like you have trained yourself to whatever your eye falls on to give thanks for it. Right. Um, so doing that with your fridge or doing that with your cupboards or doing that as you're putting groceries away, right. Just a sense of gratitude as opposed to grumble, grumble, grumble. I can't believe I'm doing this chore. <laughs> right. Um, I've trained myself to do this, like when I open up my bank statements or open up a bill um, or when I get like a paycheck or something, it's the same no matter what. It's the sense of whether it's a bill or a check coming in, my trained response is, oh, thank you, God. If it's money coming in, it's, oh, thank you, God, for your provision. If it's money going out, it could be, oh, thank you, God, that we have electricity. Right. And so we're, we're owed this electric bill. Or it can be, oh, thank you, God, because I know you're going to provide for what we need. This is just another reminder or even like our money can bless someone else. I think I've shared the story, but it's probably been a while. So 
in Alaska, we get every year we get this PFD, which is kind of extra oil revenue money that if you've lived in Alaska, like over a couple years, you, you get this money annually. It's free money that comes to Alaskans every year. The amount changes. It was like the weekend of PFD. This was years ago. Uh, we were still living in Anchorage and like really hard to make ends meet. And our back window broke in the middle of winter. <laughs> And like, it wasn't something that we could sit on, like it had to be immediately fixed. And so again, is it, it's how you spin it. We could have been, oh, great. There goes our PFD the day we got it. It's like, it was within 24 hours of PFD hitting our bank account to this window getting broken and it had to be replaced. So we could have been, oh, of course, yeah, money came in. And of course it just disappears just as fast. Instead, you could spin it. Oh, thank you, God, what perfect timing, right? right? And it, it's kind of like, oh, you knew this window was going to break. So you had already made provisions for us to fix it. But then the coolest thing was we called somebody, it was a weekend. And so we just called around till we found somebody who could come and do this. And he expressed his gratitude because he was like, you know what? So, you know, he told us what the final amount was going to be. We said, you know, we were joking. We're like, oh, well, thank God for PFD, Right. And he's like, I know. Well, and actually like this check you're writing me is going to mean that I can get my truck fixed. Aww. And so it was almost this sense of like when money leaves our account, it's going to help somebody else. And so it was just a nice, a nice reminder. So I think that could be another gratitude trigger, right? When you open up your bank account, whether that number is big or little, train yourself to be thankful for it. Because then when it, when it gets lower than you're comfortable with, your initial response has still been trained to be grateful. That's great. And I think one another trigger for gratitude, which you've touched on, is things that you that you are prone to grumble about. So think yeah. about the things that bug you the most, like, oh, this computer's taking so long to load. <laughs> and then train yourself to say, thank you, God, that I have a computer. I mean, mm -hmm. goodness gracious, you know, and I have this internet is slow or my, you know, I have to keep resetting my router. Well, Thank you, God, for internet that allows me to yeah. record this podcast, to connect with other people and, you know, yeah. different things. Um, my husband has, like, his bane of his existence is red lights. He is convinced oh, no. that somehow the universe wants him to be stopped at every red <laughs> it's light. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you how many red lights. I don't care. And he uh -huh. jokes because he's like, when I'm driving with you, like, you don't ever get red lights. And I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you if I did. Right. But, but for him, it's like such a big deal. And so, you know, something he could do is, you know, instead of like ugh, this red light. Thank you, God, mm -hmm. for this car that I have gas right. in the car that I can travel. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I have, um, you know, I have my my light that I love. Well, I have mm -hmm. a light that I hate that's also an automatic <laughs> light. There's a light in one of the kids' rooms that my husband rigged to be like this automatic turnoff, and it's uh -huh. too short. And the way it's located, it it flips off automatically and the bunk bed is right like so you mm -hmm. can't like wave and get it to come back on so yeah. i can't tell you how many times i've been in there and you have to get up wave to get it to mm -hmm. come back on so i it it like rubs me the wrong way and every yeah. time i feel that way i need to say thank you god for electricity thank you for light mm -hmm. 
and you know or the you know yeah. exploded cake pops in the kitchen downstairs uh, instead of oh this mess i have to clean up thank you god for a roof over my head and yeah. a house that we can make cake pops in <laughs> yeah yeah well and you know going back to the red light i think that's a good example of how there are so many spiritual blessings to gratitude, but some of it is, it's just kind of like science and common sense. If, yeah. if your husband was trained to thank God or to appreciate every green light, that's what he would pay attention to. Instead, mm -hmm. he kind of is in the habit of like, every time it's a red light, he notices when it's a green light, he probably doesn't notice. Or if he does, it might even be, well, it's about time I got a green light, you know, Whereas like, if you focus on the green lights, that's going to be more of what you see, right. right? Like, so I'm trying to think of an example, like where we live, the power is not amazingly reliable. So I would guess once a month, probably on average, the power's out for anywhere from two minutes to two hours. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a lot. And that's what we focus on because what we focus on is why, why can't this power company keep our electricity on? What if I train myself every time I flick on any light switch in the house, I say, Oh, thank you. God, it works today. Yeah. And then that means that 350 days a year or more, it's working a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, I don't think that what we're doing here is like living in denial or just pressing down the negative feelings. It's just, we're choosing to give more weight mm -hmm. to the times when things are going really well. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what else we have on here. Um, we've talked some, you know, about the praying for the things that you tend to grumble about. And I think, again, that can kind of go two ways when, so let's take the red light. You could either, every time you get to a red light, you could say, all right, thank you God for this red light. Or, you know, thank you God for this car, or you could make it easier on yourself and just start thanking God for the green lights, <laughs> you know, or like with our power outage instead of, oh, the power's out. Okay. Well, thank you God that we still have heat or, you know, whatever. Instead we can, like I said, every time the the switch works. Oh, thank you, God. It works today. And then you're not taking things for granted. Cause I know we've, we've all had that experience of things are going fine, but you don't really notice things get bad. And then there's, there is a little bit of guilt. It's like, Oh, I wish I had known then, you know, um, think about the pandemic, right? If I had known in February of 2020, what was coming, I would have enjoyed, like, if I had known this was my last time seeing my church family for months, I would have, enjoyed it more as opposed to waking up and be like, Oh, it's another church day. All right. Let's, you know, let's get this over with. Oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> oh my goodness. That mm -hmm. is, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, obviously the pandemic made us take a lot of things, uh, stop taking a lot mm -hmm. of things for granted that we're just, you know, even just being in a room with people. It's yeah. crazy. Crazy yeah. how different things were. Yeah. Or I know for months during lockdown, every single morning I would wake up, the first thing I would do is I would check and see like if I had a sore throat or any like sickness symptoms. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I realized I didn't, there was just such overwhelming gratitude. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I'm out of the habit now because it's not front and center of my mind. I don't wake up like, oh, thank you, God, that I'm not sick. This is amazing. But I had... I had a couple months where that was 
the default, yeah. right? And so again, it's it's about what you choose to focus on. Do you choose to focus on the 360 days you wake up without a sore throat? Or do you focus on the five days in a year that like you wake up not feeling great? And and maybe maybe you're dealing with a chronic illness. And so your ratio is, is off. Like maybe it's, you have five good days and 360 days where you're like in chronic pain. There are still, I'm not, saying it's easy to train your brain in a case like that, but that's still, that's five days that you can be thankful for. Like with your mom, you had tons of bad days when she had like in the worst of her dementia. And so the good days were such blessings. Mm -hmm. And I hope that like those memories stand out in your mind more so than all the bad days, right? Yeah. Because they're, they're a gift. They're more rare. And so you, you kind of treasure them a little more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's gotten to that point where, looking, I mean, during that time, um, the, the good memories do stand out for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think another thing in terms of just training your mind toward gratitude is, is watching your everyday language. So instead of, again, like going back to the power, Oh, power's out again, right. Just, or, Oh, of course, another red light to switch that around, you know, so you hit a, a string of green lights and like, wow, cool. Like what a lot of green lights, <laughs> you know, just being able to call attention to the things that are kind of nice as opposed to only focusing. And then that helps everybody around you too. You know, like when you're driving with the really grouchy, angry driver, everybody gets a little on edge as I opposed. Think yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about your family and just sitting there and just me with Ben, you know, talking in the car, mm -hmm. just the importance of corporate gratitude and how it's mm -hmm. contagious. But yeah. the opposite is also true. When mm -hmm. you're not grateful, when you're bitter and angry, that's contagious too. And I've seen mm -hmm. that as, you know, the mom, my, my attitude trickles down for sure into the kids' lives. Mm -hmm. I did it again this morning. You know, it was, I'd forgotten to get something ready, took too long. Kids were going to be late, didn't get lunches packed. Like it was, I was in such a foul mood and it mm -hmm. just trickles to everybody when, and, and when I am happy and good, even if they wake up on the wrong side of the bed, my positive attitude kind of coaxes them out of that yeah. a little bit. So mm -hmm. not that mm -hmm. we have to own responsibility for everybody else's attitudes. Right. You can't right. do that. But mm -hmm. to just know that your positivity could have an impact. It could have ripple effects in your home, in your workplace, mm -hmm. in your community, everywhere. Yeah. Well, I follow a, a secular kind of just motivational kind of guy. He talks a lot about productivity and stuff. And in terms of like the everyday language, he's his kind of catchphrase is always what a gift, right? You get a bunch of green lights. Oh, what a gift. The parking space opens up for you right when you need it. What a gift. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, just being grumbling. Of course, I can never find parking here or, you know, that kind of thing. Just, yeah, just be on the lookout for, for these things. And in his mind, I don't think he's really thinking about it in a religious or spiritual sense. He just knows that it's nice to appreciate when things go smoothly, right? Oh, yeah. the printer didn't jam. What a gift. <laughs> as, <laughs> as opposed to only thinking about the printer when it's not working right. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think one of the biggest benefits, the non-spiritual benefits of gratitude is just not taking things for granted. That's why I love that Thanksgiving comes before Christmas. I love, like there's, there's a lot about the commercialism of the holiday season. That's kind of detestable. Like I don't love the the Black Friday through Cyber Monday. Like I, I really don't like that um, because it, it does kind of just feed into a lot of greed, a lot of unnecessary consumerism mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But I do love that all of that kind of commercial junk is preceded by Thanksgiving. Like we get to pause, we get to appreciate everything. And hopefully for at least most of us, if we're careful, that can carry into the holiday season and counteract the overabundance of consumerism that goes along with it agreed yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm curious about your take on this so talking about gratitude as a a cure for anxiety um i'm gonna tell you what i do and then you as somebody who deals kind of with some chronic anxiety can tell me if you think this is a terrible idea for you or if it wouldn't work What I like to do is when my mind goes to worst case scenarios, Mm -hmm. instead of just being like, oh no, what if my kid slips on the ice and gets trampled by a moose? For example, like that image pops into my head at night. You think about that too? No. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) We're Alaskan. Um, Instead, I choose to be like, cool, thanks God that that didn't happen today. So for me, because my anxiety isn't like huge and overwhelming, like my anxiety is more like little popcorn thoughts. Right. Right. And so it's just kind of my way of popping that little anxiety bubble of like, cool, that didn't happen today. Thanks, God. That's good. For me, it would it would depend on my frame of mind, like right now and in this season of my life, I've been like ridiculously anxiety free. Like I've actually been Uh walking around like, what the heck? What's what's up with me? I've struggled with other things, but Mm -hmm. but anxiety right now and those kinds of things aren't a big deal. Um, And so when like that kind of thing would be very helpful, I think just if it pops into my head, just I like that idea of saying, well, thank you that that didn't happen. It's a reminder to pray for protection for my kids. And that's cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I were in like a, I don't know, if the cloud of anxiety were wrapping me up like it has Mm -hmm. in in the past where I'm in seasons where I'm very fragile in that regard, um, I could still see that being beneficial. But and and the twist that I have put on it um, one time when I was praying about I was really worried about just I was I was extrapolating a future for one of my kids like Mm -hmm. down the road that was it was really bad and very um just overwhelming Mm -hmm. and in my prayer uh, to god just like oh what do i do with this i just had this like thought that i was worrying about a future that didn't exist Mm -hmm. so what i prayed was thank you god that this future isn't carved in stone that it doesn't exist some version of this might take place but the second revelation Mm -hmm. i got was that worry like that future and for me personally whether it's health anxiety worrying about my kids my husband my whatever god is absent in that fabrication of a future like Mm -hmm. i am if that makes sense that that future is all it is is it's like a a framework or a structure built of 
only the facts of what is happening in that future, whether it's sickness, whether it's death, whether it's adversity. And, but, but the thing in that future, it's a shadow future. It's a doesn't mm -hmm. exist yet if it ever will. And B God isn't in that. So that's what makes it so scary. And that's why even if your absolute worst case scenario does come true, which for me, like with my mom, it did. Mm. I had years of my Aww. grandfather had dementia. His sister did. We all kind of joked about it morbidly, like, yeah. oh, we're all going to get it. Well, it happened to her. And when that happened, though, that it was absolutely devastating. I'm not going to lie, but God was in it. And so it was like mm -hmm. it was stabilized in a way that that fear was not so interesting yeah so i guess i'm just saying that yeah like the version of something pops into your head thinking thank you god that that isn't real yeah yeah is absolutely powerful and then taking it a step further thank you god that no matter what that future holds even if it's this thing that sounds so scary to me right now mm -hmm. thank you that you're in it and yeah, and that, like those two things together are really powerful mm -hmm. for me, no matter what frame of mind I'm in. Right, right. Because basically it is, it's going to be one of two things. Either that bad thing never happens. And so you get to be thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Or the bad thing happens. And A, you're perhaps a little more prepared for it because your brain has already had time to mull over some what right. ifs. Yeah. What would I do if this horrible accident befell our family? And there can be an assurance is, oh, like in a way God was preparing you for that to happen, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I would say either way there can be assurance, but again, like you were saying, I think you need to know where you're at, like where your mental space is at, because otherwise right. it could turn into kind of a runaway kind right. of train it could wreck. spiral <laughs> into, oh, like legitimizing that. But yeah, but mm -hmm. I think any, yeah. And any way of cutting that thought process short though, from mm -hmm. continuing to think up more details about that worst case scenario, I think is good. Mm -hmm. yeah. But mm -hmm. gratitude absolutely is good. Yeah. Well, anything else you can think of tips for infusing your prayers or your day-to-day -day life with more gratitude? No, I really like that. I just would say that if you find yourself just being, um, you know, thinking, I don't have time to, to do this. If you just, you know, set a timer for one minute, that's always mm -hmm. my favorite is just, yeah. you find yourself in a rut, either set a timer or don't even set the timer. Just give thanks for one thing, you know, mm -hmm. just when you find yourself mm -hmm. getting kind of in a rut of feeling yeah, that you don't feel like you could dig yourself out of, just pray, just do it right then and yeah. there really quickly. And yeah, like sometimes when I'm pacing again, this is kind of why I like to time it with my breathing. So like slow down your breathing and every time you exhale, it's kind of like just whatever your eyes land on. Hey, mm -hmm. thanks for this. Thanks for yeah. this plant. Thanks for that plant. Mm -hmm. um, and then almost putting some hedges around what you allow yourself to complain about kind of yeah. like we're not allowed to complain about the fridge being over full or yeah. I remember in college after I went on a mission trip to Russia I realized like we worked at a camp for kids for a week and everybody wore the same clothes for like the first three or four days and then they switched kind of midway through the week and they were you know they had two shirts, right? One they wore for the first half of the week, one they wore for the second half of the week. I came home from that. And, and at the time I was a tiny bit of a little fashionista and I came home and made myself a rule. Like I am not allowed to complain that I don't have anything to wear yeah. because up until that, like if people have been in that space, you open up your closet 
and you've got, I don't know, 50 hangers with things on them. And your reaction is, oh, there's nothing in here for me to wear. Like that's so, I mean, even if all you have is six things on a hanger, that's still six things that you have to wear. So yeah, think about, you know, ask God to show you where do you tend to grumble unnecessarily? Like mm-hmm. what's, what's one thing that your grumble goes to? Like for me, I, I got convicted. It's the power flickering off. Mm-hmm. And so finding a way to combat that I'm never allowed to say again, when the power goes off, right. Instead, I'm only allowed to say, Oh, thank you, God, that it's been 40 days since the last time the power went off mm-hmm. or You open up your closet. You're not allowed to say, I have nothing to wear. You're only allowed to say, thank you, God, for what's in here. Or you go into the messy kitchen. (laughs) You're not allowed to say, this is such a mess. You're only allowed to say, like, thank you, God, that I got to make cake pops with the kids. And we we had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. But thank you. I I enjoyed this, um, this topic. I think we also, you know, we could have moved into like expressing your gratitude to others, which I think is another way to just generate gratitude in your day-to-day life. Like I remember once um, there's someone I work pretty closely with business-wise and we have daily emails back and forth and like it can get very just kind of professional. Like here's what I need from you. Okay, here's what I need from you. And every so often, like at the end of her email, she'll be like, thank you so much. I appreciate all you do. And that means the world, like, even if that comes like once every two or three months, like it gives fuel to the relationship, you know, to just that extra, okay, thanks. Or thank you so much for doing that. Like that was amazing. So like, Jamie, thank you so much for letting us into your home when we come into town. Like I love getting together with you and spending time, you know, that's different than just quick hug on the way out the door. Hey, thanks. Good to see you. Yeah. Well, Alana, thanks for making the long drive to come to our home. That (laughs) means a lot to us. Oh, no. Well, we love it. And listeners, thank you for being here because you're, you're the excuse that Jamie and I have to, to continue being long distance friends. So and I get to write off the miles that it takes me to get to Jamie's home because of you. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we appreciate you being here. Um, let's see. So switching gears, you may have heard Jamie me talking about a new book that we will be publishing soon. So it's been written. We're in the editing and cleanup stage now. And we're going to be putting chapters up in our Patreon community. And if you did not hear our recent announcement, we have now merged two Patreon communities. So the Alonitary Fiction Patreon page and the Praying Christian Women Patreon page are now all in the same spot. And so when you sign up, you'll get our prayer resources, like chapters of our book. If you want to, you know, if you want to read some before it comes out, in addition, you can get one of my fiction novels a month. So if you've heard Jamie and me talk about the, the Christian suspense novels I write, there's also some romance or some women's fiction and you're like hmm, thought about checking that out. That would be a cool way uh, to, to get the books and support the show. So remind me, Jamie, that's praying slash support slash partner slash partner. Mm-hmm. Cool. And now we will leave you all with our blessing and benediction. May God fill your heart today with the assurance of your salvation. May you rest whole and complete in the promise that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. May you know with certainty that your sins are forgiven on account of his name. May the hope of God's eternal kingdom fill you with joy and perseverance through whatever light and momentary trials you face this day. And our benediction is from Romans 8, 38 to 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life 
nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.